0: Hey, mamas. As an online business manager and mental wellness advocate, helping mompreneurs just like you to overcome their challenges in life and in business, it's important to me that I show up on this podcast to give you real life examples of other moms who have faced their own challenges and overcame them. It's part of my purpose to equip, encourage, and empower you to not only face your own challenges, but to give you ways to overcome them, with a strong faith in God, increasing your mental wellness, and by taking strategic action to move past what's holding you back so you can move forward on the calling that God has put on your life. Remember, it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get back up. So whatever challenge or struggle that you're facing right now in your own life, I pray this interview serves as an example that any challenge can be overcome. You are not alone. I'm right here with you. Now, let's get to the interview. Have you ever felt so overwhelmed with being a mom and an entrepreneur that you didn't know where to start? If so, you're not alone. I spent a number of years figuring it out the hard way, and now you don't have to. The thing is, I'm not the only mompreneur who has faced challenges to overcome. Join me on this journey as we build a society of mompreneurs who turn their mess into their message, building a business that gives them the time freedom that they deserve and the quality of life that they desire. My name is Derica and this is the Mompreneur Society. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mompreneur Society. Today, I am so excited to introduce my guest, Her name is Diana Lindstone with Diana Lindstone. She is a coaching and consulting expert, and she helps business owners create a marketing strategy that will turn their vision into a predictably profitable business. She helps you become the CEO you need to be to take care of your business and take it to the next level, which I just totally love. So Diana, thank you so much for being here today and welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I just love talking to other moms who are growing their business because, you know, I kind of been there, done that.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. That's what we were kind of talking about earlier. And I just kind of love, you know, the fact that, you know, because some of the moms I have talked to are on the opposite end where they have very little children. Like I have a six-year-old and that's, you know, young enough, but I'm talking just younger than that. So this is going to be a very nice and interesting take on, you know, what it's like to be on the other spectrum of that where you've already gone through the whole whole entire parenting process and these kids are like you've succeeded in life and in business like the kids are alive the business is still alive and you're doing great so thank you all right so let's go and get started so actually um speaking of your whole journey what's the story about how you got to be where you are today
1: oh that's a long journey (laughs) (laughs) a little older than most of you actually
0: you know what actually okay that's a good that's a good point let me ask you this then um Mm -hmm. When did you first become a entrepreneur or should I say a mompreneur? I know again, that's, you know, um, still a while ago, but when?
1: So my, uh, my oldest, my son is 37. Okay. And so the first time I became a mompreneur was uh, right after he was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was working in offices as, you know, sorry, 37 years ago, we, there were secretaries and I wasn't an executive secretary, but what that meant was that I was getting up like in the dark, taking my little newborn to daycare, picking him up, you know, when he was, you know, at the end of the day, putting Mm -hmm. him to bed and there was no time. And I went, there's gotta be a better way. Yes, And, uh, So I started uh, my first business when he was, um, I think he was not, maybe about two Mm -hmm. uh, at home. And I took the skills that I had, which were, you know, my fingers and turned that into, I guess, what would be called today, a virtual assistant business.
0: Nice. And,
1: um, you know, there was no internet. Well, there was internet, but it was nothing like it is today. Um, And people actually dropped off documents for me to type. And then I would hand them these floppy disks when Mm -hmm. I was done. That's kind of what we did. So yes, that was my first foray into entrepreneurship.
0: Well, I absolutely love that. And I think it's so cool that, like you said, it was what you what you were doing back then was what we would call virtual assistants now, you know, so it's kind of like, it's, yeah, I just love, I'm just really going to enjoy this interview, you can, I can already tell, because even though what you were talking about was, you know, 30-something years ago, it's still applicable today. And, you know, now our challenges are a little bit easier to um, overcome with some things, you know, so there's a lot more daycare options. There's a lot more options that you didn't have back then and you still made it work. So I exactly. love that. Um, okay. So a little bit about like, what was, I guess, driving you, you know, back then when you were first kind of getting started and trying to figure all these things out.
1: I guess what was driving me was um, freedom, you know, freedom to choose that. I didn't have to take my child to daycare. Or I didn't have to get up at those ungodly hours. I could have you know, and uh, and we all know that it's a bit of a myth. This work life balance, it, yes. there's such a thing. Right. Uh, I heard somebody call it harmony, and um, so yeah, I think that's what drove me. And as over the years, as I became, um, you know, that was my first foray into entrepreneurship, and you know, some of the other things that I've done, mm-hmm. I've realized that. I'm better being my own boss than somebody else's employee.
0: Yes, I know. Right. And when you realize that it is so hard to try yeah. to not be that person, you know, like when you realize that, like, that's a core part of who you are. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, what about like the, um, the struggles that were going on at that particular point in time? Like what was the biggest struggle that you experienced?
1: Um, starting out, well, Actually, I'm going to fast forward to my next foray in entrepreneurship. Um, So my next foray in entrepreneurship was, um, let's see, would be 1995. So Mm -hmm. my daughter at that time would have been about six and my son, no, she would have been a little older. My son was just getting into teenage years. Okay. Imagine, you know, the hormones in the boy teenager, Uh, a husband who had a corporate job and he traveled. Mm -hmm. And um, it was at a time in uh, in the world when we could see that sort of as people rose in the corporate ladder, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh, cutbacks and that sort of thing. So we used to say the higher up you got, the closer you were to the door. Oh, and okay. so, yeah, And so my husband could see the writing on the wall and he went, you know, and we talked about it and maybe there was, uh, a, what was going to be our plan B? And we had some friends who were in retail and I went, well, I'm not going to do retail because, you know, that's 24-7. Right. Well, not nine months later, but I opened a retail store.
0: Oh, nice. But the entrepreneurship <laughs> way. I love it. <laughs> and we bought a
1: building. We were one of the first uh, standalone independents to have a a computerized uh, point of sale, which everybody knows that everybody does now, but- Yes, that's amazing. It was unusual back then. Mm -hmm. So I knew nothing about retail and I mean nothing. I had never worked in retail. Um, I didn't know anything about inventory management. I didn't know anything about hiring employees. None of that.
0: So you're like, just, I'm just going to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the way I am. And, you know, uh, people call me kind of crazy.
0: Yes, but... I remember reading that from your website. Yes, I remember you said that. Yeah,
1: uh, but then they kind of go, yeah, she's a little crazy, but I bet she'll make it work.
0: Uh-huh, right. The crazy ones usually do. They are very determined.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then while I had my retail store and while we were, you know, And I'll be honest, struggling to make it Mm -hmm. uh, work. work. Um, My daughter fell ill with a chronic illness, something called chronic fatigue syndrome. Oh, right. And she was actually bedridden during that time. And I want to just, you know, make it clear for your listeners that she is well, she lives an amazing life now. But at that time, that was, if I can say, probably... I had three, seven years of horrific personal challenges because mm-hmm. my daughter was literally bedridden at the age of uh, 15.
0: Oh my gosh, that's tough for her. I mean, that's tough on everybody. Everybody, everybody.
1: Um, then my brother was found dead and my father died and I went,
0: ah! you know. You imagine. To,
1: yeah, I felt like if the world would just stop, a minute and let me out. How can I escape? How can I escape? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I had a retail business where I faced the public every day.
0: That's hard. Yes. So it's like time to put on my mask and go out here and I will fall apart when I get back home.
1: And well, my, I didn't want to fall apart in front of my kids. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Fall apart. Yeah. Before you get so, back home. I had a 10 minute drive from home to the store.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And every morning that was my cry time. Yep. Yep. It's. And uh, yeah. And then finally um, it was just like one day the you know, the straw broke kind of thing. And I said, I have to escape. And my husband looked at me and like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going away for a long weekend. I just need to clear my head. I can't stand one more person asking me a question, mm-hmm. whether it's a phone, an employee, a supplier, you know, my son you know god love him uh but yeah and so i literally ran away for a long weekend Mm -hmm. and that was where i realized that i was actually grieving for the loss of the life that i thought my daughter would have
0: right and then
1: when i hit that realization i could cope Mm -hmm. and um Anyway, we ended up uh, selling the store. And it's funny, synchronicity, how things happen. Mm-hmm. So we had a 10-year plan. We It was year 12. We sold the store in August. Um, I want to say it was November. Mm-hmm. We took our daughter to England for a um, something that turned out to be what flipped the switch for her health. uh, We call it a training program. Awesome. Um, And, you know, those things happened like boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And life changed forever for all of us.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So sometimes I think, you
1: know, that letting go was what was necessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Letting go of the store, selling it. um, And that's when I realized that I was burnt out.
0: Yeah. I love that you shared it. And thank you for being so, you know, open and vulnerable and just transparent with things. Cause you know, it's like you had a lot of various, you know, personal issues, you know, going on, you had the family stuff and, you know, the things with your daughter and her health. And that's kind of, you know, as a mom, you are, it's almost like, I mean, it's like you're sick, you know? And so, yeah. so I, uh, yeah, that's just amazing. I just love that the fact that you I don't know, I just really love your story because I just feel like there's someone out there that's going to be listening to this that's going to be in a similar position to where they have something and they're afraid to let it go for whatever reason. You know? And it, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think that's true. And I think the other thing is that the more I shared my story, and I mean, the first time I shared my story like that, I mean, my voice quivered and I cried on stage and the whole bit, but the more I shared my story uh, the more I realized that there were more people that had a story yes. in the background. And they have something that is they're holding in, and they're holding on to and they don't want to share it. But when we share it, Mm -hmm. there's other people that need to hear it for sure but it also makes us seem real like a real person because everybody has a backstory right Mm -hmm. everybody has a backstory right
0: (laughs) absolutely I love that so um now that kind of brings me a little bit to my next question because I know that there was you know, a lot of these external struggles that are going on, you know, so people in your circle, people in your daughter's circle, all these people are seeing what's going on, you know, and they can imagine, oh, wow, that's really tough. But yet again, they have their own lives. It's kind of like, you know, fleeting thought and uh, a hope, a wish and a prayer. And then they kind of go on about their day. But for you, that's actually living through this and going through it. You kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier. Like what was that biggest struggle that was going on that you were facing that nobody else knew that was going on?
1: Well, I'll share that, um, and I think this is for a lot of women, um, there's something that I call, there's this little gremlin that sits on your shoulder,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I call it the itty-bitty shitty committee.
0: Okay, yes. I've, I've been on that committee before. Yep, and uh, it is self-doubt,
1: and self-doubt, um, you know, can I do this? Why should someone hire me? And really for me, although that didn't really show up so much in my retail business, but when I moved, because I, it didn't show up so much there, but when I moved into coaching, that's where it showed up big time. Okay. For me, I think it was when I was in retail, I was selling a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, It was no reflection on me. I could sell it. I could upsell it. I could downsell it, whatever. Mm -hmm. When I moved into coaching, I got the feeling that I was selling myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: until some wise person said, no, you're not selling yourself. You are selling the results that yes. you help people get.
0: Right. However, working with you.
1: Uh-huh. Right. But in the beginning, self-doubt, I went, who's going to hire me as a business coach? I don't have an MBA. Who's going to hire me as a business coach? Um, you know, I don't know how to build a successful coaching business. Mm-hmm. Right. This committee here drove, I mean, I allowed it to um, drive decisions that I made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you and I know that we don't ever get rid of that committee. Right. Yes. It's quieter. Yes. It's quieter. That's right. And uh, when I could tell that committee, you know, it's okay. I've got this, I know where I'm going. Um, and I became more confident in my own shoes, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think that was the biggest inner struggle that right.
0: I had. I love that, yeah, and I can totally identify with that. And I mean, just you know, and that's kind of like something you know, when you started something new, you know. You, I had that as a new mom, like oh my gosh, like this yeah. is life, and you know, all these things. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So I know that. Yeah, I just love that answer. Um, So now you had uh, mentioned about your kind of your uh, evolution of entrepreneurship and how it started and you had the retail business and now you're moving into coaching. Like, so when did you realize that that was the business or the niche for you?
1: Well, it's kind of funny because we sold the store (laughs) and then for a couple of years, I realized that I was burnt out. And so I kind of did nothing sat on the couch cleaned out closets that hadn't been cleaned out for you know 12 years right and um at this by this time my daughter was feeling much better and she came home one day and she uh opened the uh, cupboard where all the tea and the coffee was Mm -hmm. turned around and she looked at me and she went mom and I looked at her and went what She said, well, all the tea and coffee is organized as if it was on display in a store. It is time for you to get out there and do something. Yes, right? Yes, absolutely, yes. You need to get out of the Out of the mouths of babes. Mm -hmm. And so I started networking and uh, bumped into a former client of mine who was also in transition. And so we had coffee several times and she said, Diana, She says, you know, to me, it's quite obvious what you need to do. And I went, well, I'm glad it is for you. And she says, you know how to build a successful business, a profitable business. And I went, yeah. She says, there are so many people that don't know how to do that. That's what you need to do. Right. And I kind of went, hmm, you mean people will pay me for that? (laughs) <laughs> right, I'm like, wait a minute, huh? <laughs> you know, but you've got to realize, um, I mean, the coaching business has exploded in the last probably five years, mm-hmm. and this was 2013, 2014. And I really didn't know what a profitable coaching business looked like, um, but I started, and yeah. uh, yeah, and over the years, it has been, you know, I've narrowed down my niche to. Um, focusing on helping people with marketing and just recently I'm really even going even narrower and helping them it's all about creating what is their message what is their unique message how does it fit with them and how can they create an authority brand Mm -hmm. uh, based on who they are and the wisdom that they already know
0: awesome I love that absolutely love that so now, what was, um, or I guess, I guess you kind of did walk me a little bit through that steps. But what was, um, yeah, I guess, well, kind of walk us through the steps of what that was to launch this business because you kind of talked about, I guess, the what turned that um, around in your mind, like, okay, I can do this, but then what happened? That- I can do this, but you know, and you kind of start,
1: and um, I think certainly the number one thing that has helped me move my business forward has that I've always hired a coach. Mm -hmm. I've always had a coach. And people will say, well, why do you need a coach? And because there's no one that can, we can't look at our own businesses objectively. Right. It's it's like having a jar. We are in the jar and we can't read the label.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Our coach can read the label and our coach can see the uh, our coach can see the vision, uh, the coach can see a bigger version of us that we can see because our itty bitty shitty committee keeps <laughs> us small. Yes. Uh-huh. And so yeah, um, early on, I started hiring a coach. And I remember, you know, thinking about that money going, Oh, my God, you know, that's a lot of money, but right. it has always, always paid off.
0: Right? Absolutely. Yes. It's an investment in yourself, but if you, yeah, do the work and everything, you can definitely have a return on that. Absolutely. Um, So I guess my next question would be, so uh, what were, I guess, kind of the, the bumps in the road that you ran into um, after that, or, or what were the next couple of months? What did those months look like after you were first getting started?
1: Oh, well, I think it's pretty much the same for everybody. When you get started, you become what I call this the chief everything
0: officer. Ah, yeah, yeah. You, the, the wrong right? CEO.
1: <laughs> the wrong CEO. And so you have to learn all this new stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to, um, you know, there's technology, there's there's all kinds of stuff. And you're really in that survival mode, mm-hmm. right? Validating your messaging, you're validating your offer. Um, the role, your cash flow looks like a roller coaster. Yes. It's all up and down. Right. And I don't think there's a business, well, I know for a fact, there's no business out there that doesn't go through that stage. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, it's, some of us take a little longer than others. Some people stay in that stage because they don't get help. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think everybody goes through that stage.
0: Right. Absolutely. And um, so, I guess, kind of as we wrap up, um, this is actually one of my favorite questions to ask because, you know, as an entrepreneur and especially, you know, as, as a mompreneur, especially, we Not- are so engrossed in, you know, what we're doing for other people that when we do these grand things for ourselves, they're, they're just kind of, you know, like, you know, just business as usual. You know, you don't know, actually stop to think about what you did and what you built and actually being proud of that. So, that brings me to my next question. What are you most proud of during your journey?
1: Well, I, you know, I would be amiss if I didn't say, first of all, my kids, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm real, they're at an age now where they're, you know, married, they have homes through this pandemic, they've had jobs, Uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of them when it comes to my business. um, One of my. Goals was to impact a million women entrepreneurs. I love that goal. I love that. Now, I know that there's, it's really, really hard to know how many I have impacted. But what I did decide to do was how could I impact the most people at mm-hmm. a time? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you know, I wrote a book. Well, that impacts a lot of people. Right. I hosted my own live events um, when we used to do live events. So Mm -hmm. I did 15 of those in four years. And so, again, impacting a lot of people Mm -hmm. at one time. Mm -hmm. These days, I'm speaking on podcasts and, you know, hosting Facebook lives in my own Facebook group. And, you know, I'm sure it's every coach, every business owner, when they see those people get the results Mm -hmm. that they want like it just they couldn't pay me enough money for that like the other day so I have a client who uh is a professional I won't say what kind of profession Mm -hmm. and we've been working for about a year together and the other day she said you know what you've taught me a whole bunch of things my business has transformed I mean her you know, her income has quadrupled. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. But she said that one of the best things ever mm-hmm. was you taught me to believe in myself.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I went, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is an awesome compliment because yeah. it's like that right there. I mean, you changed part of her, who she is. And that's amazing because whatever yeah. struggles, you know, kind of come down the pike. If she ever changes her business model or the business period or whatever, that self-confidence right there is going to stick. So that is amazing. Congratulations to you. Congratulations on that result and that testimonial. That's great. And actually, for all these women out here that have been listening this whole time and that have been like, okay, you know, I think Diane is great. And I, you know, what she was just talking about and that testimonial she gave, like, I want some results like that or at least want to connect with you and learn more. Where can they find out more about you?
1: Well, you know, I'm really famous for keeping things simple. And mm-hmm. so I have a website that is www.dianalidstone.com. Easy peasy, right? Easy peasy, living squeezy. Easy peasy. And so um, that's probably the best way. I also have a Facebook group uh, where if people just want to, you know, dip their toe into my world, it's mm-hmm. called, you know, Facebook slash group, super smart marketing Okay. And And um, yeah, that's where people can get to know me. If they go to my website, there's a downloadable that they can get, um, which is, you know, secrets, top secrets to, um, you know, building a predictably profitable business. Okay.
0: Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, so for all you ladies and moms out there, I'm sure you are multitasking, you either cooking dinner or breakfast <laughs> or whatever it may be, driving <laughs> kids to school or whatever, and you probably didn't get that. And so don't worry, I got you in the show notes. It's going to be all of Diana's information, all of her links. And I'm going to put a direct link for her, um, your downloadable. So that way you know, if your mom's like, hey, I just want to get to that real quick and get all that stuff in there. And uh, just Diana, thank you so much for being here today and just sharing like your story with us and your journey and just how you overcame all those challenges. I know that there is a mompreneur out there that is going to identify with that and just be moved to do some great things in her life as well. So thank you well, so thank
1: much. Thank you so much for having me and for, you know, congratulations on your podcast. Thank I think you. it's an amazing thing to be launching at this time. And, uh, I wish you so much, so much prosperity and abundance.
0: Awesome. And I wish you the same as well. Thank you so much. And to everybody out there, this has been another episode of the Mompreneur Show. Bye everybody. If you found this episode to be valuable and it helped and blessed you, please leave a review. And if you know of someone who needs to hear this episode and podcast, please share it with them. I want to help equip, empower, and encourage as many mompreneurs as possible, and I can't do that without you. I'm Derricka Morgan, your host of the Mompreneur Society podcast. I hear you, and I see you, because I am you. I've been there, and it's my mission to help you overcome your challenges in life and business so you can fulfill the purpose and calling that God has put on your life. Life wasn't made to be lived alone. You are not alone. I'm right here with you. As always, take care of your babies, take care of your business, and most of all, take care of yourself.